Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Keep your hands up, Azokin. Hello, and welcome back to Streaming in Place, the only podcast where a powerful student council decides our budget, which means we don't have one. Um, I am Noel Kirkpatrick, and I slept under my desk until <laughs> it was time to record this episode. I am joined as ever by Kate Kolzek, who notices when her students are using automated in-betweening software for their bowing techniques. <laughs> and finally, Allison Shoemaker, office supplies aficionado, is back from assignment. Welcome back, Allison. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I also slept under my desk. It's such a weird coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and in the chat, we have Marcus, um, I want to note, um, who definitely doesn't do rice with ramen because he's not a Philistine. <laughs> so we're back with Keep Your Hands Off, Azokin. Azokin? Azokin? Yes. Azokin. Yeah, Azokin. Azokin. Thank you, Ben from Tasmania, on the correction. Yeah, I've been saying it wrong for a year um, because I'm terrible. But today we're discussing episodes three and four, which are Let's Accomplish Something and Hold That Machete Tight. Um, but before we dive into those episodes, Allison, you weren't here to discuss episodes one and two. So can you kind of give us some general impressions about what you thought about the show? Uh, I love when I get to start watching something and I have no idea what it is, uh -huh. uh, especially when the thing that it is is like, isn't art wonderful? Because <laughs> um, I just if you would if you'd ask me to guess, I mean, I guess most of my joking guesses were also art related because that's where my brain lives. Uh -huh. But um, I would never have guessed that. So what a wonderful surprise that was to begin with. Um, it also feels like. It is simultaneously a show that I would get a lot more out of if I knew more about anime, but also sort of like anime 101, which I'm finding extremely useful. Yeah. I'm, I, it's very, I feel like I'm learning a lot, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm obsessed with all three character. I understand immediately why it is that you were so into this and why you think it's a good fit for this show and why Kate and I would like it. Like all of this is, was crystal clear to me. Um, the animation was incredibly evocative. I just, I had, I had the best time. I'm so excited to talk about it and to keep watching. Great. So do you want to kick us off? Um, how did you feel about episode three? Let's accomplish something. Um, it's, uh, you, they're sort of blurring together. Uh, sure. And also I was so overwhelmed okay. by hold that machete tight that I'm having a hard time distinguishing that what happens in each, which one is the one with the hail? that's uh let's accomplish something but we can talk Great. about uh, no let's do let's accomplish okay. something um there's something that feels very honest about uh two things how the creative process inevitably begins with cleaning um every writer's favorite procrastination tool because it's the one that feels like it's not procrastination um and uh how when you're in a creative mindset and when you're surrounded by creative people, everything is an opportunity for discovery, um, which is something that I that I don't often see captured. You know, it shows up here and there, um, but it's often <laughs> in that context is like in a biopic and you're like, and, and that's how David Bowie got the idea for Starman, right? Whereas this is just... Creativity and different strengths and flights of fancy and 
I thought that that I thought that that piece of it was really wonderful, and the um, the sort of chaos of attempting to get the clubhouse in order, um, blended with the sort of adventures that they seem likely to be creating when they're actually making their anime, uh, I thought worked really really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also would be furious furious if I busted through a wall to rescue my friends and then they had already resolved their issue and just didn't mention it. I would be, (laughs) I would be so mad. Um, and I, I feel a lot of kinship with, uh, So Kate, how did you feel about, uh, let's accomplish something. Yeah, of course I enjoyed it. Um, I kept thinking, um, though, like, how old are these kids? They should not have this many power tools unsupervised. <laughs> uh, and I say they're that, in high school. They're in like they're in early, high school. Okay. early mid high school. I yeah. still maintain with their personality types, most of them I don't trust them with power tools unsupervised. Uh, and certainly to be cr- cl- climbing on a roof, but I also totally buy them doing that and thinking it's completely appropriate. Um, so, you know, I'm of two minds with that. Uh, and it's hilarious to me because there's, um, like my the house that I grew up in, my my parents and grandparents built it. So like you know, like I, I grew I grew up to some a small extent around like like building things being a normal, not unusual thing that you could do safely and uh, and carefully. And I just saw so I was like when they're just like up on the the roof with no safety gear or any of that. So I'm just like. Uh, bad idea it's gonna be fine though because that's not what the show is but it's gonna be fine <laughs> to be fair i mean they did make thirty thousand yen when someone fell off just like uh, the second floor can you imagine mm-hmm. how much they'd make if one of them fell off the roof and filmed it <laughs> it's really too bad that they didn't have more footage of that entire sequence and don't think that i haven't considered that kanmori is probably super on board with that and ready with like the camera um apparently thirty thousand yen is about like Two hundred and seventy-five dollars USD. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that made a lot more sense <laughs> when I did that conversion. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's how they are getting power tools and things, but um, but not like enough to actually do get the repairs done, that kind of a thing. Uh, Marcus says they should have filmed Katamori busting through the wall. That's where the money is. Yeah. Yep. Especially if like, you get the reaction shot, you know, the pan over to the perfectly okay people yeah um but no i thought it was absolutely delightful and you know is you know this is my called it or called ish of Mm -hmm. uh you know you just gotta knock out that deadline you know we all know what that feels like (laughs) where you're like you have a set amount of time and the first x percent of it let's say 95 percent of it is various forms of procrastination which you convince yourself are not procrastination and then (laughs) frenzied writing for the last you know stretch where it's like just you know barely spell checking and making sure you get the names right and then like ah next paragraph also, irrational defense of the integrity of the creative process. Oh, of right. course. Yeah. Not rational defense of the integrity of the creative process. Ira- I fucking love... Sorry, Kate, bleep <laughs> it. I'm, I'm keeping it. I fucking love stage managers, which is... Ex- this is essentially what's going on here. Yeah. Um, I, it just... It made me think very fondly of every excellent stage manager, production manager I've ever worked with in my particular, in my life. Um, it, there, somebody has to be like, 
I support your vision. I want you to get th the things done you want to get done. But if we do what you suggest, we'll be done in 2042. Like I've had that conversation so many times. <laughs> um, and it was really wonderful to see it sort of celebrated. She's right. She's vindicated. It's just, it's great. And that's one of the things I actually really like about the show is its exhibit of the creative process that feels really applicable to everything, not just animation. Um, as you deal with um, everyone's different sort of strengths, but also their approaches to what they want this to be. And that that discussion never rises to the level of real legitimate animosity, but rather becomes fodder for how can we do the thing that we want to do still? What compromises can we make? Um, and I just really like watching that play out. Um, and one of the reasons I really like Kanamori in general is that, in part from the fact that she's just the best, <laughs> is that she is deeply invested in this making money, but she still wants to like make sure that they're vision and approach happens so she does calculus she does she thinks through things to find those compromises that will keep them motivated while still achieving an end um but i also just love her little internal monologues about like wait i can't believe animation paper is that expensive when the only thing special about it is the holes but if i buy a hole puncher it'll pay for itself in no time all right <laughs> That will be my job is punching holes in paper to make sure that we can do this and it'll save us money. And I really like that because normally with like producer characters, they're always like the buzzkill that destroys the creative process. And here she's very much a facilitator, but also a protector as we see and hold that machete tight. Um, so do you want to move on to hold that machete tight and just the sheer bonkersness of that short film? Well, first shout out to the security club. Um, yeah, no, right? The security club's budget is top notch. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, you know, you had teased that the stu student council was uh, a main, a significant presence, shall we say, a main force mm -hmm. in this. And I think their first appearance did not disappoint. Uh, delighted, really enjoying them. And of course, absolutely enjoying that Kanamori is, knows the exact way to handle them. Um, in a way that, like, the other, like, just, no, like, you're, you're just like, what? Stop talking, like, how do I deal with it? You're gonna, uh, just stop, this is not your strength. <laughs> um, and so I was very relieved when it worked out. Um, but, but yeah, the, just the whole setup, and I like the, 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 the carb collective or whatever it was. The, the carbohydrate research group. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> defending carbs in the, in the lunchroom and everything, delightful and, so on point uh, for that kind of a school um, just club and, you know, just the ridiculousness that, you know, as someone who was president and secretary at various points of my uh, University of Illinois D&D uh, &D club and sci-fi club uh, and dealt with a lot of like back and forth of like paperwork and and all that over my time at U of I. Um, yeah, it just really tracked for me. So I was delighted by that whole... I mean, separate from the actual presentation of their short, yeah. uh, just everything else in the episode I was really enjoying as well. Yeah, I love that her trump card is like, personal liability. <laughs> <laughs> like, should I call the insurance company? Mm -hmm. It was just... Yeah. It was really great. 
And it's very, like I said on Monday, the overly powerful student council is an anime trope, especially in high school uh, slice of life shows like this. Um, They're the ones with the real power. And so when you see Kanamori like scaring the faculty into being like, no, we don't want anything to do with this. No, we're good. We're good. And the student council is like, yeah, we're going to call your bluff real quick here. That's the kind of dynamics that you get here is that this is, these are the people that you need to really be concerned about. Um, the faculty have no power and this is a super common thing in anime. So I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that you both get your exposure to it, but also that this is your first exposure to it when ridiculous clubs and an overly powerful student council are par for the course. <laughs> these are just things that exist. Um, well, it's like how yeah. when you're reading a romance novel or watching a rom-com mm-hmm. or whatever, and you get to a scene where they're walking into a motel, either you already know there's only going to be one bed, right, exactly. or or somehow you don't know that there's only going to be one bed, and you're delighted by the fact that there's only one bed. Like, there isn't a downside. <laughs> it's just, It's great. It's great. Love a trope. Yeah. And that, I mean, to your point, Allison, like this is very much like a crash course of a lot of anime tropes, um, but presented in really like, I think really digestible ways Um, as opposed to kind of assuming, you know, everything. I think like a lot of the illustrations about their stacks of papers and the presence of the security club in general kind of really help convey that message. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the actual film that they make. Um, the hold that hold that machete tight. Um, what did you two think about like the process of watching them, the animation process in general? How familiar are you with those kinds of processes? Um, and how did that watching them build it basically? How did that play for you? It was super neat. It was. I mean, like I'm familiar with the basics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, I don't have any specialized info. I loved the uh, the cut to like the instructional video that we get um the change of art for that was delightful um but no it was it was neat to see that process and um i kept waiting for like a hand modeling gig to come up and it to be an issue maybe that's mm-hmm. going to happen later in the uh in the season um where like you just my hands have been destroyed by the paper and the pens and pencils and everything um but um but no i thought it was i thought it was again like Allison was saying very like a good blend between 101, how to, here's how it happens, and also a celebration and a loving depiction of that process for those who already know. It's not, it, it, it holds your hand enough that if you don't understand what's going on, you're figuring it out. But if you already are familiar, it's more of like, a, they don't linger on it so long that it gets tiresome. So the, the pacing really impressed me throughout all of that. Yeah, I think part of the reason it doesn't feel... Um like it's uh, hand-holding is because it's obviously so rooted in story and the story is what it's like to collaborate with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, the good things and the bad things. But if it's a good collaboration, they're almost all good. Even the bad things are just a new route to a different, better, more interesting solution. Um, I think in particular the sequence where they're talking about 
putting an oxygen mask on her and finding the balance between how is she able to fight the tank and how do we still get the character animation and how do we balance what we can accomplish in this time frame with what's needed for artistic integrity. And I especially appreciate that at no point does it seem like anyone doubts the value of a a good product. It's just how to make something good in the amount of time provided so that you continue to make can can you can you can continue to make good things on a time frame that makes more sense for you. Um where you get to do all of the things that you want to do. But along the way, the time saving things that you learn, the tricks that you learn, the skills that you learn are just gonna help you make something better. Um I very much appreciated that. And it never feels like, let's explain how animation works because it's all about these young women learning together and um, challenging each other. And and obviously, you know, <laughs> the end result is this bonkers, nutso, amazing thing that just blows everybody's hair back, literally. Literally, like, it's very much like train coming into the station, except tank coming into the auditorium mm-hmm. um, type of reference, which I really love, um, since I'm one of those people who really feels, especially with, like, physical film, like, all film is animation, because without the principles of animation, film doesn't work. Um, so everything's animated, for as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's just differences. You've got live models instead of hand-drawn models. Um, but yeah, so I think this is one, this is, this is like the first time that we've seen the imagination space kind of invade everyone, really, as opposed to just some, it, two of our three characters just dive right in and then Kanamori somehow ends up there. (laughs) (laughs) And here everyone gets like roped into it, even down to, I love that scene of one of the students looking at like what looks like a tipped over garbage can and blinking. And we see the blink um, as he moves back and forth between, wait, is that a trash can or is it an actual tank gun shell? And just all of that process. So what was that like for the two of you getting a, we made something so good that all three of them, as soon as it's over, are immediately critiquing instead of reveling in the response of the people around them. Or just like, yeah, no, we missed something in the frame and the shattering's all off and all that kind of stuff. So how did how did that whole sequence play for the two of you? It's the best part. It's like the most real, <laughs> honest part, the most relatable part. And um, it was my favorite thing. <laughs> was It finishes and everybody else is just like... And they're just like, yeah, I really should have, you know... The num like I'm I'm sure we all have these similar experiences, but the number of times you finish a performance and you you have to train yourself to plaster on that smile, take the bow, get off the stage, and then you can actually have a reaction when the audience isn't watching you. And regardless of audience response, you're just like, I missed the thing on page two, and then that shift was pretty close. But like I actually got that one phrase, okay. But then all this, I mean. Uh, some terrible, you know, or like, yeah, I really, you know, it'll be better next time. And I'm just, let's just do one more take, you know, which is why you need a kind of more to, to like take it out of your hands and present it to people. Otherwise you'll never be satisfied with it. Um, but the, I mean, it's just, it's just so, so real. And, 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 um, 
I thought the the balance of what they were each noticing and how they were discussing was also a really good indication of their relationship and why this is a show that we're going to enjoy watching because it's so constructive and and so uh, supportive while being very clear-eyed about what they each want to do and what they're seeing in the finished product. You know, it's interesting. I, I mostly agree with you, Kate, but I feel like my perspective is a little different because so much of my personal artistic experience is highly collaborative and based on the creation of new work. Um, so for me, I recognized it immediately as, oh my God, that was great. I have notes. Um, where you <laughs> yeah. then talk about what the next step is because that's what you do with a work in progress. And that was what I felt. Fa- I mean, honestly, it made me a little emotional. The thing that I loved about it is it is a triumph, but they don't really have time time for triumph because it's a work in progress and the fact that they're all immediately moving on to what the next thing is before they ever hear about funding before they get their big answer it it clearly demonstrates where their priorities are um and what would happen if they were like no sorry you can't have any money um which is just really wonderful and um and inspiring and all of that good stuff one of the things I do like about it, um, for me, is that like that watching them like respond to it, I think is to Allison's point, just beautifully constructive. Um, and the other thing that it all that entire sequence, I think, of them on stage through the end of the episode really highlights for me is the fact that the three of them are just really in this little internal world that is their project, but the clubhouse, which is run down and kind of off from the school a little bit, but still on school grounds. Um, but the school is aware of them. Like there's that whole rundown of everything that they've done, including well, you're keeping our wild raccoon dog. <laughs> um, to which that was just a little pop up that happened and it just peeked in. There's they're not keeping a wild raccoon dog. Well, are they? <laughs> they are not. Because um, I would buy it. I would yes. totally. And if I were them, I would probably assume that they were keeping that raccoon dog. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, there's this world that is around them and is aware of them and now is very aware of them. And what does that mean going forward? And I, so I really like the fact that there's this idea of a scope and around them, even if they're not fully aware of it. So I really like that from, it's a really subtle sort of way of acknowledging, no, there's still the school that's an issue for them um, and is going to continue to be an issue from like the night watchman being like, you're, you're it's still trespassing, even if you stayed here all night. <laughs> um, so I really like that aspect of it and how that then their world invades it literally and I really like how that that interplay between that slippery play between that concept of here's what we're excited about invades everything and the ripple effects that we're going to start seeing immediately of their demo of what that means for them and for the school. Yeah. Yeah. It, watching the reaction of the, the, the audience, but also specifically the, the council, student council, I thought was really interesting as well. And just really like, they did that with no budget. Mm-hmm. They're going to make us look good if we give them a budget. <laughs> yeah, but they're also just a bunch of problem kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's keep, also let's keep them contained, right? Yeah, keep them, yeah. Keep them busy over there. And then they, they, they can go destroy that shed because they're right. There the really is a insurance situation over there. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was a, a really... Well, again, pacing and, and 
just enough time on the reaction from the council. Not mm-hmm. more than we need, enough that they have lots of leeway, depending on how they want to develop the tensions there or uh, like a level of support versus animosity. They could go a lot of different ways with that. Based on what we see, we see just enough for what we need for this episode. And yeah, it, the the I mean, I think, again, for me, the most impactful thing is not even the, the film itself, which is terrific, but also yeah. the reactions to the film and the experience. They capture the experience of watching the film so evocatively that it's just it's delightful. It's really yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, well, any final thoughts about these two episodes for me? Well, I want to know, Noel, how is it for you rewatching this? Yeah, I want to know that as well. Yeah, no, it's really, really great. I'm just really enjoying my time watching it again. Because um, I've had enough distance from it. Like, this is my first time watching it since it aired. Um, I didn't really rewatch any episodes while I was running. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm really enjoying watching them plant seeds even though they're not really seeds because there's no mystery box but watching them just build this world out a little bit i find really watching them plant those seeds for that world building that we get so um little things that they did like in the first episode come back um particularly like starting next week um that just kind of they start building on and it's really elegantly done, I think. And the other thing I'm just really enjoying for me is also like paying slightly more attention to the other two characters as opposed to just Kanamori, who <laughs> is just the immediate breakout character for me anyway, um, because she's just so drastically different on like Kate and I discussed Monday, just on a design level, uh, because she's so much taller than everyone else. She has to stoop to get into like the train almost, which is just a really lovely touch as well. Um, that I'm really enjoying that aspect of it, but I'm also paying a lot more attention to like the town and like its weird Escher sort of design, um, which we'll, we'll start digging into a bit more in a couple, in a few more episodes, um, as they start exploring the city a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm just really enjoying going back through it and relishing that opportunity because even though i've seen this before that whole tank sequence and everything is just still bonkers good um and i'm just really excited to watch really the progression of their visions happen and look for like a strong through line between through all of that which i don't think that i necessarily could achieve when i was watching it week to week quick question are we supposed to uh be thinking about the fact that this was very explicitly supposed to be a live action film club and now they've announced to everyone that they're making an anime well it's just the film club um they were supposed to be live action it's not going to be an issue i don't think if i remember correctly going forward the only person it's an issue for is mizusaki um because of her parents um and that will become a thing going forward um but it'll okay. also yeah so they'll yeah so that's that's the, that's that's the actual tension is okay. that she's making anime um because they're very excited she's in a film club as we'll find out they are less excited when they find out that she's making anime because that's not what she's supposed to be doing mm-hmm. okay. even though she also thinks that thirty thousand yen is just what i got for my allowance when i was 12 <laughs> <laughs> marcus says it could have been live action when they showed it would we ever know that's true uh-huh. we don't know um, so Marcus, if you have any last minute thoughts, you two, 
Otherwise, Kit and Allison, are you ready for episode predictions? Yes. Let's do it. All right, so episode five is an iron giant appears. Okay. And yeah, so do you want to do that one first? Okay, so an iron giant appears. Uh, this is how they're going to expand their short because they need to build out their world now that they have a budget and they need to act re-put in the story. So there's going to be an iron giant that gets wrapped into their story Inspired by something in their clubhouse or some like, it's like something else breaks and they need to bring in a tool to fix it or something. And that inspires the Iron Giant. That's what I'm going with. Allison, what do you think? Yeah, my guess is similar. My thought was construction equipment. Mm -hmm. And somehow they're near a, a construction site or maybe a demolition site, either building something large or taking down something large. Um and maybe there's some frustration at something that's really visually interesting going away. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and that's what inspires it. Okay. Yeah. I- either that or it's a loving tribute to everybody's favorite 90s kids film. Mm-hmm. Um, so episode six is a really descriptive title. You're going to get a lot of mileage out of this. Of Let's do better than last time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's that, that's all I got. Yeah, um, okay. So Kanamori is um, it has to get them back up. They, something like it crashes and burns. Some like presentation or something, um, or something they were trying to model or put together. And so Kanamori, the, the, the other two are bereft, um, and Kanamori has to like get them fired back up because she now has too much invested in this to not, you know, have a final product. Uh, so so the goal is not let's make something good, but the goal is let's do it better than last time. Yeah, managing artistic temperaments. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the things that the best producers and production managers and stage managers do, and they gently manage artistic temperaments. So that's my guess. I will say that, um, well... I'm going to say that managing artistic temperaments is just the theme of the show. Great. <laughs> so specifically managing yeah. like a big artistic meltdown. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay, cool. Well, we'll find out if either of you or both of you were correct on Monday. Um, thank you so much, Marcus, for joining us in the chat. And Kate and Allison, thank you so much for discussing. Um, I'm so excited to keep talking about this. and I'm so glad you both like it. Thank you for um, picking the show. I would never, I, I, it's just like an area of the art world that I've never entered into. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of like Miyazaki, essentially. So um, I'm, I'm really excited. It's great. Yeah, and that was one of the things that, one of the reasons I picked it, and I've mentioned this to Kate before, is that I think that this show is deeply, deeply accessible to anyone. Um, especially even if you're just like, uh, anime, that's the that's the pervy shit, right? Um, or it's the stupid action stuff where they don't do anything for six episodes and then suddenly there's a very brief fight. <laughs> um, and like all culture, it's much deeper than that, but... I was really excited when this was on HBO Max's Crunchyroll list uh, section um, because of all the shows in that section, this was the show that I feel like you could literally tell anyone to watch it and they would probably enjoy it. Um, And 
yeah it, i really do legitimately think that is, is that show so yeah. we're almost but halfway through i know right we're yeah. gonna do the we're gonna do the halfway point to, on monday yeah, yeah. it's all <laughs> it's already halfway over this is the fun <laughs> of anime so they're only 13 half out 12 to 13 half hour episodes or and then, 700 or well in those chunks um yes. yeah you get either 13 episodes we haven't even discussed the japanese television seasons which run non-stop every season there are 50 new shows every 13 weeks <laughs> which is just this is why i don't keep up with it um marcus asks uh so you can access crunchyroll via hbo max you can avoid crunchyroll's terrible website yes um hbo max has a crunchy curated crunchyroll section just like they have a dc section a looney tune section or those kinds of things so you can find a criterion it in... section mm-hmm. or like the tcm section or whatever it is um so yeah it's in there it's in hbo max um that's how that's how i'm watching it just because even though i pay for country roll and everything um i haven't used the app in so long um and i use hbo max constantly right now um because i'm still busy binging the nanny mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i think that'll do it for us this week so thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week with another episode of streaming in place bye everyone bye bye